Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugelsang. This is Sirius XM Progress. You've probably heard by now Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein of the great state of California announced she will not be seeking re-election in 2024. She's had a political career that's lasted six decades. She was once mayor of San Francisco, and she's going to be 90 years old this June. She has served in the Senate since 1992. Her choice to not go for re-election is in the middle of a whole bunch of colleagues announcing they want her job, including uh, Adam Schiff and Katie Porter. They've already announced they're running for the seat. Chuck Schumer told reporters that Feinstein received one of the longest standing ovations he's ever seen when he announced that she would not seek re-election in today's caucus meeting. Here is Senator Schumer. And it reaches a major milestone as we confirm the 100th, the 100th, judicial nominee of the Biden administration. That's 100 judges who will bring balance and excellence to the federal bench, 100 judges who've expanded the diversity and dynamism of the judiciary, 100 judges who embody the best of our justice system, experience, fair-mindedness, and most of all, fidelity to the Constitution. Today's nominee, Gina Mendez-Miro, is remarkable in her own right. Judge Mendez-Miro, nominated to serve as a district judge for the District of Puerto Rico, would make history as the first openly LGBTQ member of that court. That's something to celebrate, something to be proud of, something that shows America can, little by little, live up to its promise of opportunity for all, regardless of his or her background. That was my mistake. I'm sorry, but that was the same speech where he was talking about the landmark of 100 judges confirmed so far during the Biden presidency. They've gotten 30 circuit court judges and a Supreme Court justice put through. Biden is outpacing Trump, who at this point in his first term had gotten 85 judges confirmed. But taking it back to Feinstein, Schumer in the same speech was saying she got one of the longest ovations he'd ever heard, said she's a legend. And, you know, she really is. Um, I've disagreed with her on many things, but she was the first woman to be mayor of San Francisco, first woman to be a U.S. senator from California, first woman to be the chair of the Senate Rules and Intelligence Committees. She wrote the 1994 federal assault weapons ban, and she was the leader of the Senate's sweeping investigation into the CIA's torture program after 9-11. Thank you for your service. I can't wait to see 
who gets the nomination. Let's go to the phones. We're at 866-997-4748. Norm in Florida, welcome. Hey, how you doing there, Jim? Very good, sir. How are you? All fine, fine. I, I just wanted to make a comment listening to all this month about this idiot that we have down here, DeSantis, yeah. the governor. You know, and here's the sad, sad, but here's the thing that's so interesting. Florida, the whole history of Florida is a black history. You know, you look yeah. at the, for example, you take St. Augustine. Oh, no. yes, please, please. So, I've been okay. there. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Go ahead. St. Augustine's mother, pull this up. This is, there's a, there's a, is, is her name was St. Monica, mm-hmm. a black woman. Yeah. St. Augustine is named after a black saint. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is settlement at 18, 1565. When Ponce de Leon uh, went into this area, there were inhabited people of color that had been there for thousands of years, so we're going to eliminate them. Yeah. And then on top of that, then they brought uh, both free and enslaved peoples, black and white, into this in, into this area. It's it's with Spanish in 1740. Yeah. There was the, the listen the Spanish. One of the things that the Spanish did in when they came down here and established this, this colony of St. Augustine mm-hmm. was that uh, with the free and uh, black folk. And remember now, Spain had just been conquered, had been in control of the Moors for almost uh, 800 or 900 years. Go to Spain and you'll see this, mm-hmm. okay? okay? So much of the Spanish explorers were black folk or people who are darker skinned themselves. Yeah. So when they came to this, this, this area and they established that settlement, that one of the things that was happening was is that people who were enslaved in South Carolina and the English British colonies were fleeing to Florida. It was called the Southern uh, Railroad. Okay, okay? And people talk about the North, but the point is is that the British attacked this place in 1740, and it was le- and the and the fought, they fought like heck, uh, both free and enslaved black folk and the and the. And what would happen is that the king, the king of Spain would say, as long as you swore loyalty to the, the to the Spanish government, you were free. Right. And said, so black. That's that's one of the reasons. So when this guy talks about he's going to eliminate black history, the whole history of America starts. Of course, with, but you know he doesn't the, mean it. You, but this is but this is Ron DeSantis. You know he doesn't mean anything he says because the only thing he believes in is that he should right. be president. So he will say a, anything, no matter how much racial code talk, a, to wink, wink to primary right, voters right. who well, probably already a, like him. There's a museum here in the state of Florida called Fort Mosaic, and it is in St. Augustine, and it's maintained by the state of Florida. Okay, yeah. and in that you to say, and Saint Augustine is, and, and and it is all about black history, black settlement. Well, and, and so if I may, if I may, Norm, my mom and dad retired near right. Saint Augustine, and I spent a lot of right. time in that beautiful awesome. town. And you sure. will see the auction block when you go there. And yes, you sure. And do. they keep it's it up right there. there. They keep it up there because they, they don't want to be like Ron DeSantis. They're not trying to right. erase the history. The people who run Saint the Augustine, whole, they're not worried about little white children civil, feeling bad about rights. facts. Yeah, the whole civil rights movement started with a with a dentist. Yeah. Uh, here, here, in St. Augustine, Florida, yeah. where, where both Martin Luther King and Andrew, I spoke with Andrew Young about this. They beat him, they beat him, they beat the Pope out That's of right. down here in St. And I spoke with him about this because he, his brother's a dentist. 
I'm a dentist, and he was at the National Dental Association getting an award. War, war. And we talked about what happened here in St. Augustine, Robert B. Hayes and those sort of things. So when, this guy is just an absolute idiot. But look at what he's doing right now. He's now trying to reevaluate Florida's entire relationship with the college board, the administrators oh. of, of the AP classes. And they, yeah. they're the ones who give this, the SATs because they scolded the state for slander over AP well, African-American I think, history. I, I mean, it, this guy's well, not going to stop being racist not, to try to he, please he racist voters. a good he eliminated a good friend of mine's district, Al Lawson. Al Lawson, the 4th district, right? right? Just cut his district in 40% African American, so they carved right. it up, and now those folks Carved's belong up. to four larger majority white districts. Right, right, yep. right, right, right. So let's get it. I'm offended. And the whole Seminole War, what do you think that was about? King Osceola, I mean, uh, Chief Osceola. What happened? They snatched one of the settlers, one of the so-called uh, uh, settlers, snatched his, his fourth wife, That's which was a black woman, and a war started. Here. Norm, so you got me all riled up. I, I got to run, oh but I, I, I thank this you for this call. Is, you got me riled yeah, up, Norm. I appreciate you. it. Thank so, Robert, you. Just remember, and read your within the norm. All right. I got to go. Thank you, Norm. Charles in Miami, we got to make it quick. Welcome. Hey, how you doing, John? Hello, sir. I was alarmed today when I heard, I don't know if it's a Republican congressman or a Republican senator mm-hmm. advocating for teenagers to have guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's grooming. Yeah, that's, isn't that, grooming. that's a good idea, yeah, isn't it? Grooming. I mean, let's, that's, let's go for the most stable demographic we can have and arm them. They're grooming these young men for a civil war. Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything else. And I just think um, if anyone sits back and think life is going to be you know, like it was even just last uh, last year, five years ago. I mean, you know, we we don't we don't worry about a civil war. We don't worry about uh, white supremacists. You know, going yeah. on these uh, lone wolf runs and and blowing up. You're right. Um, you know, municipal buildings or whatever like that. But I just see it coming. And the way we, we just had another school shooting just last night, and they're still pushing this. Right. So, so what what is the end game? What is it? Is the it end game is going to be when everybody who works in the gun industry has someone they love who are killed senselessly by gun violence. Every American is going to have to lose someone they love to gun violence before we do anything, because too many of us only require one degree of empathy. They can't care unless it happens to them. And I hate to say it. Everyone in this country is going to have to lose someone to a gun before you see any movement, because there's too many selfish people. It's their entertainment. They won't part with it. No, this is sickening. This is sickening. Yeah, but there's more of us. There's more of us. You're on the right side Mm -hmm. of it. And it's the fucking guns. I mean, more people killed last night at Michigan State University. Just incredible and completely preventable. So, I mean, now you said Feinstein is going to resign. Retire. This old guard. I'm sorry. People get pissed off with me, but. We only got 10 seconds to make your point, Charles. I think the guy named is Ron Goldman. He's Mm -hmm. a freshman um, representative. I will be pushing for him to get Schumer's seat. Okay. I, I, these, these Democrats, I mean, these Republicans couldn't get away with some of the stuff that they have gotten away with. I know. I know. But there's more of us, and we're going to shine a light on it. I got to go, Charles, but I thank you. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is Progress. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm John Fiegel saying this is progress after dark. We're going to get to all your calls tonight, so please stay on hold, and I'll thank you profusely. Tim in New York, thanks so much for waiting on hold. Hey, John, how are you? Uh, first how are you? First time call, a long time listener. I'm so honored. Thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, wanted to talk about, um, you know, this all this nonsense in the media with the UFOs. Please. Uh, I think it possibly could be just a distraction from the the disaster that's unfolding out in Ohio with that railroad accident, you know? I mean, that's that's where my brain goes, although, let's be honest, I don't think the entire media is organized enough to do such a thing. I also think the media well, is biased towards I mean, ratings. I don't understand why a ratings-obsessed media isn't all over this. That's what scares me the most, Tim. Well, maybe they're being kind of instructed not to report on it. Uh, maybe. Maybe, it's, maybe it possibly could be that bad that um, they are just allowing, um, you know, the the powers that be to, um, you know, get a, get a leg up on us and try to, like, you know, maybe control the, the story that's going to be just, you know, told about it. I mean, that's the fear. Yeah. And, you know, you try to keep a secret like something like that and it will fail. So if there is anything yeah, like I, that happening, but again, I, I'm trying to, you know, just wait for the information to come out. I, I, I hear a lot of people already trying to blame other people. And, and that to me is like blaming Pete Buttigieg or blaming, you know, the governor, Mike DeWine. It's like, let's, let's wait and see what happened. It seems like someone didn't do their job and something wasn't fixed no, I, and something wasn't repaired. I, and that's why this crash happened in the first place. But in the yeah. meantime, I'm with you. I'm terrified about it i based on the images i've seen and the testimonials i read in the post i don't agree with the epa that it seems safe to go back to the house now now um you know getting to you know to this idea that you know it's kind of easy to you know point out that the trump administration may have rolled back or nixed any regulations that may have possibly prevented this accident from happening but it has been over two years now that the biden administration you know, has been in office, and it seems like they've done nothing to correct this. That's matter, true. They know? did. They did not correct it. They did not fix it. I brought you that know, up so- because I brought that up. That point about. The regulation that was pulled back because we've been seeing all this uh, a nonstop cavalcade of propaganda from right wing sites trying to blame Pete Buttigieg for this before we know all the facts. And I just kind of get turned off in general to weaponizing these things. It is a fact that Donald Trump took away that safety regulation. But to your excellent point, Joe Biden said two years and we know he's been negotiating with the train companies. They haven't put the the rule back in place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like, you know, it makes me you know, believe that, like, is it possible that, that, you know, the corporation, Norfolk uh, and Southern, you know, uh, plays a role in this? Well, um, that's the most likely culprit, don't you think? Yeah, through, no, but I'm saying, like, through campaign, you know, donations to, ding, 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 you know, know, to get favorable legislation. That's it. All right, Joe's going to, you know, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party is going to drag their feet on reinstating this, uh, you know, these regulations. 
Um, you well, know, they, I mean, they backed down from the, they backed down from the rail strike as well. They made a lot of concessions as well. I mean, the trains yeah. are playing hardball, and it's like, okay, we're ready for the pro union democratic uh, you know administration to go bring the fight to them. I mean. If anything, I hope some good can come of this awful catastrophe and that we will get more regulations. And I invite all my right wing friends to say, yes, we need environmental regulations because it's your air and your water. And I mean, this is terrifying. This shouldn't be happening in a first world country. I think there's probably a lot of blame to go around. Sure, John, if there's just one last point. I can yes, make. sir. Please. I understand that uh, this cleanup or the, this you know, mitigation of this disaster is being done through a, what they're calling a controlled burn. Right. But uh, I suspect uh, that this technique was uh, chosen for two reasons. One, you can't get a better way of getting liquid right. out of the ground it's than true. setting it on fire. It's true. It's awful, you know? but it's true. And two, the cleanup of a spilled uh, has, you know, hazardous materials on a railroad right of way would have taken weeks, if not months, and Norfolk and Southern's branch would have been out of service, you know, uh, indefinitely, you know, during, and they would have lost revenue through that uh, region, you know, as a result of this. So sure. it's almost like, you know, somebody decided to set this thing on fire and we don't know how it happened. And, you know, it's just, it's just kind of, it's too convenient for my liking. The whole thing. And I, I did a lot of research on this and it's true, this controlled release, setting it on fire, all the, the hazardous vinyl chloride. Uh, but I mean, I would imagine the people living there don't really see how controlled it is. Um, and this sure. could take years to find out the impact it has on people's health. So well, instead I mean, of pointing fingers, I just want to get it cleaned up and I want to make sure it never happens again. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, there, there's, you know, it, if in fact there's some sort of criminal, you know, activity here, let's hope that, you know, it, it's investigated and I brought agree. out. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate the call, Tim. Thanks for calling for the first time. Don't be a stranger. All right, John. Love to hear from you. Thank you. Raymond in Los Angeles, you've been waiting for so long. Thank you for your patience. Oh, thank you, John. Hi. Are you there? Yes, hi. Hey. Hey. Yeah, that, I got to say, I absolutely love, uh, by the way, it's Raven, by the way. We talked once before. Oh, hi, Raven. Um, hey, how you doing? Great. Um, I, I got to say, I absolutely love being on hold for the show because I don't have to listen to the commercials. <laughs> It's true. If you listen on hold, you don't hear the commercials. You hear me like whining to Thea to solve all my problems in life and her telling me that I'm a grown man and I need to stop this bullshit. And it's it's kind of humiliating, but I hope you enjoyed listening to that. <laughs> I, de I definitely enjoy it all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so first off, um, the thing I've heard about the balloons and Please. why the balloons are, are out and not, and not satellites. Yes. There's something about the fact because the balloons are within the atmosphere um, that they can they can also spy in on radio radio signals or radio I heard the same thing that's why the, that's why the US was saying that they were jamming them for days before they got it over the ocean to shoot it down exactly but going going back I mean the Ohio disaster is absolutely ridiculous and it, unfortunately it probably has to do with with Trump rolling back those uh, those regulations and stuff like that mm. but um one, uh, what I wanted to mention for the viewers is that um, recently uh, you know they were talking about you know there's a list that they have of all of these government sites, which are just polluted beyond belief from all of these different projects throughout the years. Everything from like the Manhattan Project and stuff like that. Yes. And I think last, at last that last count, there was 350 to 400 sites that are all super toxic. Mm -hmm. um, and they've done almost nothing to clean them up. Yeah, because it's not on the news. No one's no. making a fuss about it. I mean, 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I mean, what, the only time it comes to the news is that is when there's actually a serious problem. Do you remember? Remember a couple of years ago, Washington had the thing where their nuclear the spent nuclear fuel was leaking out. It might get into yeah. water supply. Yeah, of course, of course. This is, this is, yeah. So, I mean, that's just another one of those sites. So it's really just a matter of time before any of these sites are going to basically spill out into the world, I know. and we're going to have another, you know, another. Uh, Flint, you know? By the way, I should point um, out that anybody can go to EPA.gov and you can search for Superfund sites near where you live because maybe you're lucky too. Oh yeah, actually, there's every one of almost all of us have some sort of place because uh, if it's a, if it's near a if it's near a population center, you got to believe that you know that's how they had that's how the people working at the place. But I mean, when we talk um, about these like sites, there's there's like over 1,300 of these toxic oh, waste. Over, I mean, there's more than 1,300 in all. Of the you know Superfund sites yeah. that the federal government, where toxic chemicals from factories and landfills have been dumped for decades, and they pollute the soil, they pollute the water, and this is everywhere. From like there's a there's a closed down garbage burning facility in Fort Lauderdale. There is a canal in Brooklyn that was once surrounded by chemical plants. I mean, this is what we do: we charming monkeys, we Homo sapiens, we create this poison, <laughs> and then we just leave it and dump it, and and think that we can pave over it and it'll all be okay. Yeah, and that that's the problem. I have people in power. It's because they rape the planet and then they pocket the they pocket the extra because it costs more to actually dispose of things properly. Donald Trump's budget included slashing the EPA's funding by thirty one percent and cutting the Superfund program for cleanup down from a billion to like three quarters of a billion. I mean, you know, it's just they think it's out of sight, out of mind, and these politicians don't mind about who's going to get cancer once they're out of office. Yeah. It's good times. So we lose him. We just lost him. Okay. Well, I think that was an accident, but I enjoyed your talk. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. Let's go back to the phones. Is Kendall there? All my friends are calling tonight. Is Kendall with us in New England? I'm here. Oh, Kendall in Nebraska. Are you in Nebraska oh. tonight, Kendall? Where are you at? I'm in Nebraska. Welcome. How are you tonight, sir? Good evening. Good. I was going to ask you a question. Uh, I'd like to still ask it, but I, I'd like to touch Please. on this uh, national divorce thing. Sure. Why, why don't we just go back to the Constitution and let the states run their own business? You know, like take the Department of Education out, uh, leave the federal government for national defense. And as far as, uh, you know, red states getting more tax money, a lot of that's transportation, highway dollars. you got a state okay. like Wyoming. You know, they get mm -hmm. it done on highway dollars for I-80. Right. But who okay. benefits so from that? So let's get rid of, let's know, get rid of that, too, then. All the produce from California to New York. 
what yeah, what point do you want to that too? That's federal money. So what point should we have transportation? Yeah, exactly right. I mean, the, the, hang on, Kendall. The same. You want the same military. You want the same military. You want the same military guarding all these states, right? The same armed forces guarding all states equally, right? Yeah. Well, and will there will there be equal yeah, protection under the law? The we'll, we'll... You use the federal government for what's in the Constitution, the military, post office, roads. So so let me ask you a question. You then know? I'm going with your I'm, yeah, I'm going with your theory. I get it. And I, I, I've thought about it a lot. And I've talked about this a lot with a lot of folks on the right and left. Let's say let's say one state decides that they want to bring back racial segregation. Uh, and, and the majority of voters in that state say, yes, we want to bring back apartheid like we had until the 60s. Is that their right to do if, if states have, you no, know, their own laws? OK, so so they can't sanction bigotry. They yeah, can't no, sanction discrimination. Anybody does that in the first place. Well, but what if they want to? You're nobody talking about states. having. So what's the role of federal government then? Just having having the, the military and that's it. I mean, like what, you know, like some states might not want to have a Department of Education. Because you're just yelling. I'm not yelling at all. No, Let me ask yelling. you this, though. Do America, do, does America and American children, do we deserve to have the finest public school system in the world? I, I think it should be run by the states, not the federal government. Right. But I'm asking you as a patriot, should America have the finest public school system in the world? I think it would be much better if it was run by the states and not the federal government. Oh! <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, now you've now you've upset Keith. Well, Keith's you don't think we're Keith... capable of it? Now, now I'd like to ask my question. What's what, your question? That your wasn't. What, what, yes. what do you think is the biggest problem? Fox News or us mega ultra mega Republican base? Neither. I think the biggest problem is big money in politics. That's the square root of all of our problems. I think privately funded elections is the square root of every problem we have. From poverty to doing nothing about climate change to pollution to rundown schools, I think big money in politics. You don't want the federal government in charge of the federal government's people. I want a competent, good government in charge of it. If it's bad and doesn't work and is inefficient, like our healthcare system, we should get rid of it. You know, I want single payer healthcare because the system we have and that our government's propped up since World War II doesn't work. It's too expensive. It doesn't give the best coverage. Why? Why don't the states do? socialized medicine california some of them have some of them some states have done it some states have done it howard dean tried to do it in vermont some states do massachusetts they couldn't afford it right but again kendall you're changing the goalposts here i think that if you have uh make a billion dollars a year you can get a pretty decent two-bedroom apartment and you can afford to pay more taxes i'm really in favor of doing what eisenhower did and having eisenhower era economics, Eisenhower era tax rates on the wealthiest Americans, and then using that money for great programs that help all of us, like the Interstate Highway Program or the GI Bill. Dwight Eisenhower was the last Republican to balance a budget with a surplus, the last Republican to meet that standard of competency. And I think we should go back to doing what he did, because it worked. Now now you want to talk about taxes. So what what should be the tax Uh, rate? Hey, can I just say (laughs) something? Kendall, I got to go, Kendall. We, we, no, you no, no, hang on a second. I know you don't. I, I, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I got to introduce. Well, Pete. I go just want to say I just want to say that this I, he got me curious about public education because I know I'm just worried about Steve's health. It's just called. He seems to think on. that the federal government <laughs> has it lock, stock and barrel. And I'm saying here that basically all the federal government does is provide funding 
to state and local schools, all the policy is set on a state and local level. So if you have a problem with people's education uh, and you want to split that away no, from the federal that, government. That's then, not entirely then, true. The, the yeah, look at what Ron DeSantis is doing. Policy. We are making fun of Ron DeSantis, but Joe Biden's not making the federal government bring down the hammer on Ron DeSantis and stop him from doing what he wants to do with his little performative bits of nonsense. But yeah, again, I, this I, is another reason why there's never going to be any secession, because the red states can't do it. They take more money than they give, and they're not going to get rid of it. On top of that, like I said earlier, there are cops in this country. There are soldiers in this country who aren't going to want to give up their pensions and leave the United States. It's just something right wing politicians say to get conservative men all hot and bothered, but they don't mean it. They're just wasting your time and leading you on even more. Are you hot and bothered, Kendall? I never said I was in favor of secession. I just, okay. I just think we ought to go back to the Constitution. OK, well, then you must be a fan of the emoluments clause that Donald Trump got to violate every day, right? <laughs> they all like the Constitution until it's something they don't want to hear. They like the Constitution until you say we haven't legally declared you're, war you're, since you're, 1941. And well, can I just say what I wanted to say? Really quick, because I got a guest who's been saying, waiting 20. Go ahead. Are you saying that you only want people that are in the political class in the, their whole career? That's all they are as a politician like Joe Biden. Or wouldn't you rather have somebody that was in business like Donald Trump on occasion? I think Donald Trump was flat out the best president we ever had. Yes, oh, good God. I, I know you think that, but you're also someone who eats paste, Kendall. Donald <laughs> Trump, no one has lost as many jobs in nine decades as Donald Trump. And the fact that he tells you lies that give you a stiffy doesn't mean they're not lies. I have lied to you literally 30,000 times fewer than Donald Trump, but I don't say things you want to hear. So you love him, even though he lies, even though he lost more jobs than any president since Herbert Hoover, and you hate me. So that's how it works, but I don't hate you back. I got to go. My guest is waiting. God bless Mazel and thank you. In the meantime, people of Earth, you've been waiting a long time, including through that <laughs> conversation. Let me tell you what I got in store for you, because Keith Price is in the building. And by the building, I mean he showed up on my Zoom. Keith is a broadcasting <laughs> legend. He's a lot like Kendall and that he was the first openly gay and black host on the morning show at OutCue. Um, <laughs> and by the way, you haven't lived until you've seen Kendall in the glitter and the mesh. Uh, and now you can make your life better if you catch this beautiful man. He's a great comic and a writer and a broadcaster, and he has the best Broadway podcast, Keith Price's Curtain Call. Comedy Daddy, welcome back. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hello. Oh, Lord, have mercy, man. You oh, again. Yeah. God bless you and Job, honey. Just we get, you and you and Job. We get the best trolls, and I love them all, and I love when they call. Listen, if it was a bunch <laughs> of liberals sitting around agreeing with each other, it would be entertainment death. Am I right? Am I right? I, you know what? True that. But eventually, <laughs> though, I think <laughs> – but I think in the end it becomes – like I said, you have the patience of Job. That's all I can say. Because, you know, again, I just don't, you know, for someone to continue going on that way, and it's very clear that they don't even hear the, the shit that they're saying as they're trying to explain whatever it is that they're explaining. They don't yeah. realize how they sound and how ridiculous it is for the for them to even carry on the way that they're carrying on. But you know what? That's the beauty of America. You're allowed to be as ridiculous and as stupid as you want to yes. be because that's your right. However, 
do not make decisions for me and the other citizens of this country. You can you can be as nutso cuckoo as you want, but you go step aside because honestly, you are not doing anything but getting in the way. And you're going to wind up doing like the southern states and benefit from all the hard work and money that's going to be put into handling you. So boom. So just you know what? Like, so bless your heart wherever you are, but you are an idiot. So there. But Keith, listen, I, I know you. you're you're like me in that you spend a lot of time caring about what Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks. And, 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 you know, this is something you and I do. We're both fans and we, we love to fangirl over Marge. We, 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 I mean, guys, you don't even know Keith and I put on, we put on C-SPAN and just, we wait, we, we, we we get a, we get a big thing of popcorn. We get a big bong. We get some paint so we can huff the fumes and we wait for Marge to come on. And and still can't think of anything crazier than the shit she says. That's how high we are. (laughs) But just before Kendall joined us, we were talking with our other conservative friend, uh, Rob from Orlando. It's nice when they call. We love when our Trump supporting brothers and sisters call us. And and he's all high on these fumes, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I was trying to say, look, she means none of this. And keep you know this, these red states are never going to secede. They're never going to give up the sugar daddy treatment they get from the federal government. They, they, they're they not going to raise taxes on rich people. So they're going to ask us to help them balance their budgets every year. Senator mm-hmm. Huckabee Sanders goes talking about how the federal government, this is federal government, that her state takes more than it gives out. It's a welfare queen state as well. And I love her state. What I'm trying to say is that's why these red states are never going to leave. That's why yeah. all these people are doing is selling more outrage and umbrage to the white grievance demographic of angry, small dick energy men without offering any solutions to the real problems we face. And the women who love them. And the, <laughs> and the women who are dead inside who love them, yes. I just, again, you know, it, 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 it just boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that in the age of actual information, and granted, you know, we all have our sources from which we can we can dip into. But the more that you keep dipping into the same source and not actually paying attention to the fact that there's other people around you Please. makes you really, really a moron. And I'm sorry if it's me calling people names or if they're getting upset about having being called names. But it's like at some point now, you need to be called to task for your idiotic thinking and idiotic behavior that does not benefit anybody. Because in the end, as much as those people are complaining and carrying on, those are the same people that will show up when there's a hurricane and tears up their town. They're going to show up if there's an earthquake and something tears up their town. And so they are... You know, they're programmed to talk all this foolishness until shit goes down. And then all of a sudden, oh, we have to go to the government, ask them for money. We got to go to the government. Well, then you know what? You're going to have to put something in the coffers, too. And that's the bottom line. So if you want to carry on and have all this say, then you need to start putting, you know, the way that they were talking about. You remember when Trump would talk about NATO and how they're not paying their share money in and making decisions and carrying on. Well, that's the same way that we should start thinking about these these red states and and see how they like that, because, again, you know, that would certainly wake a bitch up, won't it? (laughs) (laughs) That will wake a bitch up, you know. Yeah. You know, and a lot of Republicans, by the way, a lot of Republicans have come out against this. I mean, the the Republican, very conservative governor of Utah 
said Marjorie Taylor Greene's rhetoric about leaving the country was destructive and wrong and honestly evil. We don't need a divorce. We need marriage counseling and we need elected <laughs> leaders that don't profit by tearing us apart. We can disagree without hate. Healthy <laughs> conflict was critical to our nation's founding and survival. I completely agree. What What's scary, though, is that Marge, at this point, I think we can agree, she's the mainstream of the Republican Party. And these calls exactly. for secession, this is part of a much larger radicalization of the Republicans. And when we've literally got Nazis showing up for Broadway premieres, Thank something you. smells bad in Denmark right now in our country. Thank you. Thank so you. What, ha- what, what happened? I'm in, I, I've been away. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm in the middle of a California vacation, and I'm taking a <laughs> Arizona vacation in the middle of my California vacation. So I've been gone from Broadway, but Parade is a musical that first opened, what, back in the late 90s, right? Late and it's 90s. Based, based on the story of Leo Frank, who was accused of, falsely accused of murdering a 13-year-old girl in Georgia in 1913, and and he was murdered by a lynch mob. So obviously, there's a musical for Broadway. Um <laughs> But but now, uh, in the midst of all this anti-Semitism, in the midst of all this talk about real life American Nazis, the producers wisely thought, hey, let's bring that show back. And the previews began this week. And Keith, what happened at the first preview? Well, the first preview for the show Parade over, I think it's at the Jacobs Theater, they actually had neo-Nazis standing outside the show before, while people are lining up and walking in to the show, hurling insults at the people for going to see the show, calling Leo Frank a pedophile, even though it was proven that, you know, he didn't actually do it. And (laughs) they lynched him, you know, after putting him in, you know, imprisoning him for his life. So like, these people are out here protesting this Jew, this Jewish man. Yes. And carrying on with the neo-Naziism and their and their ridiculousness, and you know it. That's just the most un- insane thing to hear happening at a Broadway show. However, after doing a little research, because I started writing a piece that I'm, I'm going to send to you later this week, but the concept of of protests at a Broadway show isn't unusual. But Correct. The, but it's about the the actual things that people are protesting for. And so you know, it's like, you know, the musician strike in, in 2003, um, there was Corpus Christi, if I don't remember that from the Manhattan Theater Club, yes. had a big protest thing in 98. Well, yeah, that's, 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 that's quite a play. I, I, I wasn't surprised you know, by that. Yeah. That, but, you know, they, they had bomb threats and stuff to the theater before that was supposed to open. Not to mention, of course, uh, my my personal favorite because I I remember it so vividly because I was there and I got to actually see the show. But in 2010, when the Scottsboro Boys musical came to Broadway, it was Candor and Ebb, last mm-hmm. show that they ever did together. Susan Stroman directed it, and people were so upset. Black people and brown folks showed up and protested this show because they felt that the the legacy of, of the Scottsboro Boys and what would happen to them was being diminished because the element that they the use that they told the story was using the concept of a minstrel show. And ah, everybody yeah. lost their ever-loving mind. It became this whole discussion. It's It's an insane thing to hear. But you know, I remember Colbin Domingo, if you guys know who Colbin Domingo is from Fear of the Walking Dead and all these other things on TV, he was in that show, got nominated for a Tony for that show. And when people came to protest, he actually went outside 
and ask them. He says, I will buy you a ticket. Come see the show first before you stand out here and protest. So for me, the question then becomes, how do you protest something that you really haven't ever seen or watched? So, you know, very easily, very very easily. It's very true, you know, but these neo-Nazis are standing out here threatening theater goers, basically the presence of, you you know, theater is one of the last places, comedy stage and theater stage to me are the last two places that we can actually get any sense of truth from anything, you know, it's like the last place. And so these people are now bringing their hate, their vitriol to the one place where it does not belong and it will not stay and it will not be tolerated. My fear is, is that this is now going to become a new trend, which we don't need to have happening, certainly on Broadway, we don't need to have happening. But like you think about the other theaters around the country that may decide that they want to do their own production of right. of Parade. Or if they, you know, like right now we have Parade, we have another show on Broadway called Leopoldstadt yes. that's set with, you know, during something with the Jewish community, which I haven't yet seen. They just opened a new show with my friend Danny Burstein, Pictures, what the hell is it called? Pictures from the Heart at Studio 54. There's a new thing, but it has a whole Jewish overlay going on on top of that as well. And so, and there's also The Wanderers. That's another show that just opened at Wanderout with um, Katie Holmes. And so Mm -hmm. there's all of these shows that are happening. It's like, so are we going to start seeing people showing up and protesting these shows, you know, and, and, and scaring people? I want to remind everyone that this was that this group was the National Socialist Movement. Uh, that's Hitler's movement. That's the name of Hitler. We're not. This is not Democratic Socialists. Those are the nice mm-hmm. ones. That's the Bernie people. We like Democratic Socialism. <laughs> National Socialists. That's the Nazi people, and they that's are the called a. Uh, they they have been known for their violent anti-Semitic rhetoric and racist views, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Also, this man, Leo Frank, was posthumously pardoned under President Reagan in Mm -hmm. 1986. The first national anti-lynching memorial was placed at the site in 2018. And finally, uh, more than 80% of Jewish adults say anti-Semitism has increased in the past five years. Two-thirds of Jewish adults surveyed said they had seen or been the target of anti-Semitic remarks and threats online. It's Amen. ugly, and there's people out there who are going to profit from making it uglier. It's exactly. You know, the there's that part of me that, you know, because I'm such the, the conspiracy theorist, you know, I kept thinking, you know, if you were going to do a PR stunt, you know, this would have been the perfect kind of stunt to do in terms of, because, you know, we have, at least around the community, if you look online, you will see that every major news outlet in the country is running some sort of story about what happened last night. You know, that's advertisements you can't pay for. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and and, and at the same time. Please let the Nazis pick at my next show. Please, Nazis. Exactly, you know. But my thing is, is that if we keep this up, it's like, are they going to come out when they do like the revival of the producers again? Because, you know, that would be a reason for that would be a great reason for them to come out and say something stupid again. Keith, I was doing a show once with uh, Margaret Cho at the LGBT Center in Kansas City. And Westboro Baptist Church came and picketed us outside. And dude, I have dined out on that for years since. That's in my (laughs) bio. It's a badge of honor. Please, Nazis, make our career by protesting shows. We're at 866-997. It's so much easier than a sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. 
I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back. Keith, we have a lot of our evil army of the night waiting on the hold to talk live. Bring them. Let's bring them. Because a lot of people want to respond to my buddy Kendall. And I love Kendall. Kendall <laughs> I don't like to talk about it, but Kendall and I were we were legally married for two years. Uh, anybody who <laughs> anybody who reads page six knows all too well about our antics, and so it's kind of a sore spot when he calls on the show. Now we don't talk about our very torrid past. Bruce in California is calling to respond, I think, to Kendall's call, and not to my two year intensely passionate, uh, very sweaty and musky, hot male love affair with Kendall. Go ahead, Bruce. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Well, first of all, as a uh, fellow truck driver, I, I'm i embarrassed for people like Kendall. You know, I, I just love these people want to go back to the Constitution. That's not the way I interpret it. I mean, if you read the preamble to the Constitution, you know, uh, promote the yes. general welfare, which promote they the general don't welfare. care about. Nope. And uh, secure, the, secure the blessings of liberty, so liberty, blessings the, of liberty, but not not if you smoke weed or if you're a trans child. No liberty for you. Yeah, nothing. I know. We see how much they care about <laughs> states rights when it comes to those states helping people they're scared of. Exactly. Plus, uh, I don't know if they've ever read the uh, Declaration of Independence, but maybe mm-hmm. that's another. I mean, my my the way I see America, I think we, we should strive you know, for the preamble of the Constitution and the uh, the beginning of the Declaration of Independence should be our I goal. Agree. I mean, I agree. But they don't care about equal rights, and no, nope. they they care. Old. You know, provide for the common defense. They like that. Promote the general welfare. Not so much. Ensure the blessings of liberty, liberty. to ourselves, ourselves and our, our posterity. Do you have this eighth yes. grade? They tried. To, they tried to teach us. The preamble in eighth grade, and every kid already knew it because of Schoolhouse Rock, and all the teachers thought we were so much smarter than we were because they didn't watch enough TV. Keith, that's it. Shout out to Lynn Aaron's. Hello, she's that's back in the that's back in the day when TV helped you get better grades. That happened once, kids. Exactly. You know when it was being used for what it was actually meant to do. You know, but Bruce, I think you're. I think you're exactly right, and I'll go a step further. I think that you know if you're a patriot. As some of our right wing friends care to brag, they are. You care about all the states and all the people in them, and you care about uplifting the people in the states, and you care about making them safer from AR-15s going off at a school or from decades of student loan debt. I mean, to me, patriotism means we're looking out for each other, not we're getting mad at who corporate media tells us to get mad to, so we'll vote for somebody who gives rich guys a tax cut. 
Well, exactly. But the problem is, I think just part of being, I don't know, maybe I'm generalizing, but conservatism yeah. is a very, uh, is selfish. They don't really care about anybody but their inner circle. I mean, you know, right. you know the difference between liberals and conservatives. We we care about people we'll never meet, and basically they only care about pretty much people they know. Pretty, I mean, and people who believe in their same philosophy. You know? Right. I mean, I know, I know some. I know, I do know some nice conservative people who are just wrong about oh, yeah, stuff, yeah. and they're not I, like they're I, not I, mean. I, they're not haters. You know, I try to separate the right wingers from the conservative people because we all have Keith. We all have conservative people in our families that mm-hmm. are very nice and they don't mean any harm to anyone. But, you know, but yeah, but we still I don't but they're wrong. Yeah. And, you know, the, the trick is to never engage in a political conversation with them if you know that that's how they're going to be responding, because in the end, it's a futile conversation. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. And, you know? and the other and the other thing is, I don't I don't know if they've ever they hate the Ninth Amendment. You know, yeah. they always bring up states' rights, but they yeah. seem to forget the Ninth Amendment. But uh, of course, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Well, you know, they they hate the amendments letting individual states have senators. I mean, you know, but I mean, the Ninth Amendment. I, I mean, that's 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 it, right? You the the enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights will not be construed to deny or to disparage other rights retained by the people. Yeah. I mean, that's that's protecting all of us. They don't want that. When it comes to, you know, trans children, they want to beat up because I don't know if you heard this, but trans girls want to play sports and that's going to kill all of us. Ron DeSantis yeah. told me this. Trans children <laughs> playing sports. It's just holy crap. Get AR-15s to protect yourself from the trans kids. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, yeah. yeah. And not just Kendall. Uh, Rob talking about Cal. I'm a California. I've been here all my life. Right. On. Uh, <laughs> we are the like you said, we're the fourth largest economy in the world. And uh, no, no, you're on fire. You're overrun with homeless zombies. Rob told me about this. I, he heard it on Tucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And good luck getting your produce without California. Uh, I don't okay. think these men necessarily are big on salads, if you know what I'm saying, Bruce. Thank you very much for the call. Um, <laughs> thank you. I got to Thank you. I got to go to. I want to bring in Sela because she, Sela in Texas, wants to respond to uh, my my former nice. again my my former passionate lover Kendall uh, as well. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I've been too graphic about the ferocity of our sex, but it was really. I mean, I can still smell hey. the musk. Uh, go ahead. Hi, Sela. I'll stop there. Hi, John. You know Hi, what you really need to do is stop yelling. <laughs> I know. I was okay. terrible how I yelled at him and yeah, I really oh, yelled God. at him. I know. It was horrible how that. you yelled yeah. at him. Um, yeah. anyway, I know a lot of Kendall. <laughs> I'm so you know why? It's just it's just my impotent rage. I'm so filled with impotent rage because of the media yeah, I consume what... that I just want to take it out on someone and you know, talk in circles. Yeah. And, Even now you're yelling. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry you have to see me like this, but it's it's the media's fault, and it's also the immigrants. It's the immigrants who make me do this, and it's the trans yes, children, trans girls you trying to play sports. Better. I just, yeah, we we can't we can't. Don't you care about women? We got to stop this. We we shouldn't. Don't we have to force trans men to use ladies' rooms? You know these big beefy, yes. bearded trans yes. men. They should be forced by the state to use ladies' rooms, as that keeps yes. women safe. Okay, because you know what. Ladies are wringing out their pads in the sinks, and it's just horrible. And, you know, Not trans ladies. Trans ladies are a lot neater. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But oh, man. I wanted to say, I estimate from my professional little fuzzy ears that Kendall, I think he comes in at about 28,500-something uh, stones. So 
I'm not going to listen to him because he would shit his pants if he had to defend his red state. But and I'm not even from England. I am like in Texas and I know what the stones are. But okay. yes, I, stones are a system wanted, of weight measurement. So stone is a system of weight measurement for British people. That's right. for those who don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. It is. And he's yes. a lot. But anyway, okay. key. I, I'm not. I'm not here to size. I'm not here to size shame. Uh, people who are grotesque <laughs> on the inside. Talk to but, key. Uh, Last All week, right. I called in and you giggled through a very serious subject <laughs> I was talking about. So I'm a very strict mom. What, what were you talking about that he gave? I, this was the this was the conversation you, about Hiroshima, right? Not. That's where he was laughing. No, what was it? <laughs> He last week he was my my comedy cheesecake, but he I'm being a cheesecake Nazi this week. I was trying to tell a serious story about the Denver Council dude that had to like right. crawl up the ramp, and I was like, build the dude a ramp, and Keith giggled. Yeah, the he whole did. Thing. He did. And but I, I got to tell you something, Seal. I'm sorry because he giggled when the cheesecake giggled. When the cheesecake Nazis came for Keith, I wasn't a cheesecake Nazi, so I said nothing. <laughs> you know the thing is, oh look, God. I, I saw the video and I felt so horrible about what was happening to this man. But what I found even was more, horrible. what was worse is that, <laughs> that they let him go through all that process instead of just going, hey, why don't we just move everything to the front and put him down here? Like, uh, they made no I'm, consideration for that. I'm trying and, to book that man on the show, by the way. I'm trying to book that. For those who don't remember, this is a, a city councilman, and, and he's disabled, and he has this 600-pound electric wheelchair, and he was coming in for a debate. He's running for re-election. He came in for the debate in the high school auditorium, and he couldn't get on the stage. There was, it was Even though the Americans with Disabilities Act Maybe the only good thing George Bush Sr. ever signed into law is 30 years old, but one of the greatest pieces of legislation for this country in terms of its decency and morality and intelligence, the Americans with Disabilities Act, which says every place has to be accessible because it's equal protection under the law and disabled Americans need the same access. This auditorium wasn't. I dare you to laugh now, you rat bastard. This poor man yeah, don't climbed. Laugh, he crawled on the stage. Do not laugh. It's not funny. He crawled on stage. No. And then for the debate, he, in front of the audience, he did it. Because if he didn't, they said you're going to have to forfeit $125,000 in, in campaign money. Yes. But then they weren't. The staffers, they didn't have enough strong people to lift a 600-pound wheelchair onto the stage. So the poor man had to crawl off the stage and give his debate at the foot of the stage where they set up the microphones. And I just want this guy to win his seat by the greatest margin of re-election in all time. I don't hear Keith yeah. laughing now, Sila. I think he's grown up. No, no, no how better, you, you're doing it. You're Keith still, you ableist monster, ableist monster. <laughs> Love you guys. Terrible man. Yes. I know, but the thing for me is, it's not that I'm I'm laughing at the fact that this poor man has to have endured this process. What I'm laughing oh, that's, at is really that, no, Go it's on. like is that it's it is so just absurd to think that nobody in that entire planning of this particular event gave a, enough of a, a a concern to figure out. Well, you know, this guy, we don't have a ramp. They knew that they didn't have a ramp. They knew a, that a, they didn't but, have. But, but no one. Thirty years since 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 ADA. Thirty years to modernize this. 
to I mean, it's a public that. building. Um, and to make it possible. And so, and, and then the idea that they are going to forfeit, you have to forfeit if you can't get onto the stage when it's very clear that up until now you couldn't have gotten on the stage anyway. That's and shocking. so it's like, so to me, it's sort of like, I feel as if anything, that was one of those opponent moments yes, of just taking advantage of a situation instead of doing what you should do, which is if you want to make the fight somewhat fair, bring it down a hair. You got to bring, you know you what? bring but, it down. But because of this humiliation, this poor man endured, now he's famous and there's people who didn't know about the ADA and how mm -hmm. unjust this is who know about it now. Let me get one more call really quick before our break. Dave mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania. Thank you. I can give you about a minute. Welcome. You're on with Keith. Hey, guys. Like I've said before, this one... Um... YouTuber I like to listen to. He's a classical composer. He reviews uh, music. And since it's Black History Month, he's been listening to a lot of Black History for us. And, nice. you know, of course you can't do Black History Month without Lady Day, Strange Fruit. We have um, Sam Cooke, uh, Changes Are Gonna Come. Um, All great songs. In there. And I'm just thinking, you know, guys, have we made any progress in the past 50 years? Talk me off the ledge here. Yes, we've made progress, but we have a long way to go. What do you mean? We made we have, we 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 had a black president who helped bring about the lowest black unemployment of all time. But the problem is we we've made progress in some ways in terms of access, but the economic racism is still very much in place. And it's one thing to say, oh, we scared away the Klan and the bigots, but systemic racism, the kind of stuff that Ron DeSantis claims doesn't exist, is still there, and there are still far too many obstacles. But you want proof we've come a long way? Look at how many allies there are. Look at how many people would never want to be called a racist. Look at how many people right now are committed to making America better. Keith, you can express this better than me. I mean, I hope that people are trying to make America better. I, I want to believe that that's the case. It's just, you know, it's these folks that don't seem to think that better includes everybody. You know what I mean? Making this country great again actually includes everybody that's it. in order for it to happen. You cannot do it with just the rich people because we see how they they treat the rest of us thank you you, you know it's so by I, the it's, way yeah and broadway i've seen a black george washington because of hamilton that's progress exactly. and now there's going to be a black little mermaid and believe me black women do not like getting their hair wet so <laughs> thank you people are fighting all over Keith Price, how do our <laughs> listeners follow you and keep up with all your many doings? They can find me at Comedy Daddy on Twitter and at Comedy Daddy 54 on the TikTok, which I haven't done in a minute, and KeithPriceComic.com for everything else. Thank you so much. I want to thank my team for being back, even though we're not really back together. But thank you, Thea. Thank you, Chris. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.